Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now, here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is episode 62 of the Lean Blog Podcast for February 23rd, 2009. Our guest again today is Dr. John Toussaint from the ThetaCare Center for Healthcare Value. This is part two of a discussion that we started back in episode number 54, and today we're going to focus on uh, some big picture issues related to uh, lean and healthcare, talk about the role of improving quality and cost using lean and other methods, and the role that the ThetaCare Center is playing in trying to help spread practices like this throughout healthcare. Uh, So as always, I want to thank you for listening. I want to welcome back to the Lean Blog Podcast our guest, Dr. John Toussaint from the ThetaCare Center for Healthcare Value. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you, Mark. So in our last discussion, we talked about some of um, the, the, the accomplishments and track record um, at ThetaCare. I was wondering if we, if we could step back a little bit and look at um, you know, kind of the big picture of, of, of healthcare beyond the delivery of care to some of the, the payer systems and, and some of the dynamics there. If you have any examples where, you know, lean thinking, where, you know, reducing waste or over-processing, you know, not doing unnecessary di- diagnostics, for example, has, um, you know, created challenges. You know, Virginia Mason, I know, has reported um, challenges where they're, you know, they're not getting paid for, you know, for doing the right thing. Um, just wondering if you, you know, if you have any perspectives on that, or what can be done to help improve that system. Well, we certainly have had the same uh, experience at ThetaCare that Virginia Mason has had. Uh, uh, I talked about uh, in our last uh, broadcast our inpatient redesign unit called the Collaborative Care uh, Unit, and what we found after we reduced the total cost of care by 30% and length of stay by 20% and improved quality that we actually got paid less from, from Medicare than the units that we were delivering poorer quality at a higher cost. So um, we have a number of those kinds of examples. Uh, uh, another example is, uh, you know, that uh, as you improve the compliance to the obstetrics bundle, you, uh, which means babies are born at the right time instead of too early, um, you have a reduction in the in the number of babies that are going to uh, uh, higher levels of uh, nursery care, level two and level three nursery care, and of course what that means is the revenue then uh, goes down because you're not now receiving the revenue for taking care of those sicker babies. So um, there's just a multitude of examples like that that uh, that mean the system's broken from a incentive perspective. I think a lot of people recognize that. And uh, so there's a lot of uh, energy right now uh, to try to begin to figure out how we're going to change it. Um, we've had s- we're, we're working on several examples. I actually, through the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value, have, have uh, been uh, trying to identify different markets around the country where people are beginning to try to address these issues. I think employers are are, are tired of this mess, and they have uh, begun to. Uh, Partner with provider organizations like ThetaCare and others to actually, uh, you know, reduce their total health spend by better managing their population of employees. And so we're starting to see payment systems that are based on employee health outcomes uh, rather than 
how many patients come into the clinic every day. It's it's more of how how well can you actually manage a group of of uh, of people that have certain diseases. So I think there's some uh, some interesting experiments going on, but we need we need a lot more. So you're talking about paying for outcomes. That that really does start sounding like value instead of um, kind of this this long long history of paying for activity. Um, you know the the work that was done instead of the proper outcomes. Right. Well, we've been pay- paid for sickness care, and uh, and we've been paid on a you know per person basis. So the more people you run through in a sickness care system, the more money you get paid. Well, you, you can you can understand why there's over overutilization and poor quality because we're not getting paid for quality. We're only getting paid for how many people we push through the system and how many procedures we do to people, which you know really doesn't make any sense from the standpoint of health outcomes. I'm trying to gauge your optimism for you know how how broadly or, or how quickly some of that might change. Either through private payers or through um, you know, government payer structures. What, what what are your your hopes there? Well, I think that you're going to see, and we are actually. I'm, I'm working with several several around the country now. You're going to see employers taking this um, you know this issue on directly um, because they're the ones that have all the pain at the moment. I mean, the government has the pain too from a Medicare perspective, but you know, there it's hard to change anything at the government. Um, whereas an employer, especially a self-funded one, can change can change the thing tomorrow. And so, what we're seeing is that employers are beginning to work with different provider systems around the country, and they're going to them and saying, "You know what? My total health spend is out of control. What I need you to do is sit down and help me design a different a different uh, uh, delivery uh, care delivery model." And uh, what's interesting is the people that understand lean are able to do that because we're always constantly, you know, um, building value streams around, uh, you know, value to the customer. I mean, the whole purpose of lean is to is to understand uh, the, what we're delivering as a product from the standpoint of, 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 of is it creating value for the customer or not. And uh, when, when a provider system works with an employer group, they know who the customer is. You know, the end customer is the employee, um, but the uh, but the em- employer who's paying the bill is is a customer in the process too. So, when you talk about value, and, and maybe we can transition a little bit to talking about um, the Theta Care Center. I mean, I guess, you know, it's it's striking that uh, you know it's not called um, the Theta Care Center for slashing healthcare costs. Um, you know, it's it's obviously it's called the Theta Care Center for healthcare value. Um, Maybe talk about you know the, I guess the, you know the origins of the center and, and what some of your aims are for um, helping improve healthcare through that center. Well, we believe that there's uh, uh, at least a trillion dollars of waste in the American healthcare system, and um, because of that, we believe that there's um, uh, you know a huge opportunity to to improve. Now. As you remove waste uh, from systems, the things that happen are your costs go down and your quality goes up. And so it really, in, 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 in value, is really, you know, cost over, or quality over cost. So what we're focused on is improving the quality, 
and lowering the cost, which is really what, uh, you know, if you're doing lean right, that's what you should be seeing. And so, uh, you know, we, we very specifically have focused on value because certainly in my tenure as CEO of ThetaCare, uh, I saw this all the time that um, as we took waste out of the uh, process, as we took waste out of our value streams, we saw improved quality and, and, and lower cost. So if we have this, this cost problem in the U.S., how are we going to get at it? Uh, in my opinion, it's, we're only going to get at it if we take the waste out of the system, uh, which will improve healthcare, health outcomes to customers, which is really the, the quality side, and, and, and reduce the total spend, which is, which is the cost side. Yeah, and I'm sure costs will come down, and you know, the, the, the value view here is different than uh, traditional cost-cutting or the traditional view where people um, see trade-offs where better quality must somehow in inherently cost more. Um, is, is it a big part of the mission of the center and your work to help change perspectives there that you actually can have better quality and lower costs? Yeah, our, our goal is to identify examples uh, throughout the country where that's occurring and then authenticate them and document them. And uh, so I'm working with a number of different folks around the country now to, to, to try to sh prove to people, uh, not just in our little market here in Wisconsin, but in many markets, that uh, these kinds of activities can, can, uh, can happen. Now, the point is that, you know, you've, we've got to have We've got to have some examples before we can prove to whether it's the folks in Washington or anybody else that what we're talking about is actually possible. Now, we have some examples at ThetaCare. Virginia Mason has some examples. Others on this journey have some examples, and we need to get those documented and out there. So that's one key uh, component of the center. Uh, the, other component, the other components include things like how do we develop a leadership management system for uh, you know, healthcare leaders to implement these, uh, you know, a continuous improvement culture. Nobody's teaching that in any business school or any health administration school in the country. But yet, that's the whole crux of why we're not able to deliver. So the center is really focused on on that uh, leadership management process. It's one of the reasons that we've, you know, allowed people to come to Theta Care regularly to see what's going on and, and have dialogue about that. And then um, we're also in the process of doing some uh, publications. Um, uh, there will be a publication on the ThetaCare story, the journey that we've been on, and a book um, you know, shortly. Uh, so we're working that angle. And then, and then the final thing, that which you talked about in the last uh, uh, blog, was um, you know, this network. Uh, how do we develop this network that of, of true practitioners believing in the value proposition and able to use lean to achieve that um, and how do we get those folks you know in a, in a leadership position that people can learn from them and that that we can all learn from each other uh, and so that's you know that's another uh, significant activity of the center I would say those are probably the main things at the moment that we're focused on. Um, so going back to um, you know, identifying and, and documenting examples, um, sounds like some of the audiences for that include the, the hospitals and, and the payers. Like you, you've mentioned talking uh, with payers and employers. Um, you, you mentioned Washington. I'm curious to maybe have you talk about that a little bit more. We obviously just went through an election cycle. We have a, a change in administration, and there, there's been a 
awful lot of talk um, you know, on, on politics. Healthcare maybe wasn't at the forefront the way a lot of people um, expected. But you know, what, what do you think the story is uh, for, for Washington and, and what are the, the avenues to try to change some minds in, in, in D.C. and what do you think that will accomplish? Well, you know, I'm a market guy, okay, so I, I believe that uh, that we ought to, that we and the private sector ought to be figuring this out, and we ought to have our uh, public sector officials uh, take, uh, you know, the cue from us as to what are the things that really need to change in order to make this better. Um, I don't think that the answer is to have the federal government tell you how to run your hospital or to, you know, um, uh, employ the people that are going to run the hospital. I mean, that's going to just take us absolutely the opposite direction. So what we've got to do as a group of leaders is come to a conclusion of what things really work, and then we have to create a national platform around what things really work. I think some of us have, you know, some some evidence, some data that starts to show what really works, and it's it's around, uh, you know, the methodology and the and the and the uh, philosophy and culture of the Toyota production system. So how do we, you know, take that, um, begin to kind of build an agenda around that that we can bring to the to our public officials and say. This is what we would like to see from an incentive perspective. This is what we would like to see from a uh, from a uh, removing other barriers perspective. And this is what it is that we're going to deliver uh, as as the uh, you know as the healthcare industry. Because I believe that we have a significant responsibility to set that uh, set that uh, you know those goals and to say that you know if you government do these things, we're going to achieve these particular outcomes. Uh, I mean, we're the ones that are delivering care, so unless you want the government to take over that component of it, we better change the way we're doing it because it ain't working. Right. Um, and then I want to also go back and, and touch on um, education, leadership education. Um, agree that's a, a really important topic uh, you know, across industries when we look at lean. Um, you, you mentioned the need uh, for that training in MBA and MHA programs. Um, is, is there an, also an opportunity um, to influence um, medical education? You mentioned your years in medical school not being taught um, continuous improvement methods. Um, is, is there is there room for that? Do you think there's um, going to be changes where you know, more more doctors will come out of school having an appreciation for for systems and continuous improvement? Well, I must admit this has been probably the most frustrating issue that I have dealt with in the last few years. Um, whoever the powers that be in medical education um, certainly aren't transparent, aren't willing to uh, listen to the voice of the customer. And uh, I really don't believe that there... Uh, I, I'm extremely pessimistic that there's going to be any significant change as it relates to medical education in this country. Um, and uh, I just, I say that from my own personal experience in, in, uh, in various academic medical centers. Uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's gonna, what it's going to take uh, to, to change that. But um, there is this, uh, uh, this impenetrable field 
where quality improvement does not seem to be a high enough priority to uh, for it to matter. And uh, I I think it's a it's a terrible state of affairs. But I must say that I this is the one area where I am I've not been able to get uh, any traction. So anybody that's listening to this, <laughs> if you have suggestions for how we might tackle that, uh, I'm all ears. Okay. Um, and and speak and to help wrap up here and and, and speaking of contact, uh, can you tell our listeners about uh, the, the website for the Theta Care Center and how they can go about finding you and contacting you if you know if they've got stories and examples to help contribute to uh, the literature and, and documentation? How, how can they reach you? Yeah, they can reach re, uh, reach me through my website. It's www.createhealthcarevalue.com. And uh, on that website, you will see uh, anything that we've already uh, published. You'll also uh, be able to uh, get links to uh, some of the uh, some other sites that I believe are important. And uh, you know, we'll be building this out over time uh, in terms of uh, you know the learning uh, centers and and all the rest of the stuff that we talked about today. Well, good. I'll be excited to see that website um, get built out, and we'll, we'll certainly look forward to um, your book being published. Uh, what, what, what's your? I know the. I know from experience this can be a little hard to predict, but um, what's <laughs> yeah. what's your expectation for when that'll be published and available? Well, yeah, we have our first draft uh, to the publisher uh, this week. So, you know, you know better than I, Mark. It's probably a ways off. Um, but you know we're working on it, and hopefully it'll be. And it basically is all of the things that we screwed up. So I mean, if you want to have it in a nutshell, this is what we did wrong. Don't do this. <laughs> well, um, hopefully that'll be out in in 2009, and and I'm I'm certain that'll be a, a really helpful contribution, uh, you know, to the lean literature, and uh, you know, I guess keeping in. in it sounds like you're living that principle of being open with your problems and 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 using that as the um, the starting point of continuous improvement. That's the that's that's what continuous improvement is all about. And I would say, you know, uh, to plug your book, I think it's a very good book. And uh, you know, I uh, uh, have a lot of folks that have uh, uh, you know gotten a lot out of that already. So congratulations to. To you on putting that together. Okay. Well, well thank you. I, I hope it didn't seem like I was fishing for uh, for any of that by mentioning uh, no. by mentioning no. books, but I, I do appreciate that uh, very much. Um, well, Dr. John Toussaint um, from the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Value. Thank you um, so much for joining us again, and I appreciate you sharing your experiences with us. Thanks a lot, Mark. We'll uh, keep moving forward. Agreed. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.